to welcome my listeners to the Truth Sayer Report, hosted by Jeffrey Hawkins. The global mission of the podcast, the Truth Sayer Report, is to explore and examine historical events and how they shape current events and, most importantly, our lives. I will discuss a wide range of topics over the course of the series. I welcome your comments and suggestions for future topics and areas of interest. Email us at truthsayernews at gmail.com. You can follow us on the following platforms. On Facebook at Jeffrey Hawkins and like our page, The Truthsayer Report. Or on Twitter at truthsayernews. This is episode two. Today's topic is Atlanta, the almost city-state. The relationship between the state of Georgia and the city of Atlanta has never been great. But the real battle starts in the late 1940s, when Atlanta's mayor, William B. Hartsfield, pushed forth a major campaign to persuade the American airline industry to make Atlanta the Southeast Airline Hub. Georgia is not interested in bringing the Southeastern Airline Hub to the state, nor managing the airport. Their fear is northern citizens moving into Georgia will bring change. The state's leadership is too short-sighted to see the economic potential. Moving into the 1950s, the battle grows larger. Mayor Hartsfield oversees the major population growth of Atlanta due to the success of the airport. He understands that water rights will be as important as the airport. He quickly moves to take control of Buford Dam and Lake Lanier, the major suppliers of water for North Georgia, which Atlanta controls to this day. Georgia realizes it has been outflanked. Next, Atlanta annexes the following communities, Buckhead, Adams Park, Southwest Atlanta, and Lakewood, which causes an enormous loss in tax revenue for the state. The state retaliates with legislation in 1953 that the state must approve all annexations. Ironically, the annexation of these majority white communities by Hartsfield is to maintain white majority population in Atlanta because the airport has led to vast immigration of blacks from all over the South. Next, the 1954 Brown versus Board of Education Topeka, Kansas decision leads to outrage by the state because of the segregationist desires and the fact that Atlanta voluntarily agrees to integrate their schools. Georgia immediately changes the state flag to incorporate the Confederate battle emblem of the Stars and Bars. In addition, the state erects statues and monuments to honor the Confederacy. The 1960s brings the Civil Rights Movement. Atlanta's mayor, Ivan Allen, embraces the Civil Rights Movement. On his first day as mayor, he orders the removal of white and colored signs at City Hall. He desegregates public transportation, restaurants, hotel, motel accommodations. He hires the city's first black fireman, and in an extremely bold move, he allows black police officers to arrest white citizens. He further has infuriated the leadership of Georgia, who are now mandating punitive actions against the city and the civil rights movement by labeling segregation as the stepchild of slavery. The state of Georgia fires back with the election in 1967 of the starch segregationist Lester Maddox as governor. Although he was born in Atlanta, Governor Maddox is angry with the city because he has lost two mayoral bids due to no black support. 
Governor Maddox has become popular amongst the segregationists by refusing to serve and running black patrons from his restaurants with an axe handle. The 1970s, where the battle intensifies to the point of succession. Atlanta's mayor, Samuel Mussell, is elected and lays out several desires for the city. First, building Atlanta into a major convention city and with the support of the state because of the enormous tax revenue potential. His first initiative is an overwhelming success. However, this is where the mending of fences ends. Next, he plans to bring casinos and seven-day-a-week alcohol sales. He offers as support the Atlanta airport, which is now competing with Chicago O'Hare for the busiest airport in the world. The interstate highways, I-20, I-75, and I-85, built under the leadership of Mayor Allen. Furthermore, he mentions population statistics. The fact that 85% of the country's population lives east of the Mississippi River. Atlanta can rival Las Vegas as the hottest entertainment spot in the country. However, Georgia is a Bible Belt state and quickly kills any support for casinos and or alcohol sales on Sunday. In addition, for the first time, Mayor Marcel's Jewish heritage is mentioned. The decision not to establish casinos and seven-day-a-week alcohol sales has been estimated to have cost the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia at minimum a billion dollars in revenue. Ironically, in response, Atlanta passes an audience which allows for alcohol sales and new dancing in the same location. To this day, Atlanta is known nationwide as the strip club capital of the country. Mayor Marcel's next initiative is the creation and formation of MARTA, Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority. Mayor Marcel is a man of numbers and states because of Atlanta's growth, it is estimated that the metro area will have 2.5 million citizens by the year 2000. And without MARTA, there will be gridlock in the region. Surprisingly, the population reaches 4 million by the year 2000. His plans call for a five-county metropolitan regional transit system where urban planning can be designed based on the rail lines. The leadership of Georgia failed to support the modern concept outside the city. Unfortunately, its lack of support doomed the necessary votes and only two counties which Atlanta resides approved the system. During the period of the 1970s, MARTA was referred to as moving Africans rapidly through Atlanta. Racial politics were heavily used by the state as a fear tactic because the state feared that Atlanta would become too powerful with the potential of annexation. MARTA is the largest mass transportation system in the country not to receive state funding. The failure to establish the five-county regional rapid transportation system is considered the greatest transportation mistake in Georgia history. It is considered worse than Georgia's failure to complete Interstate I-16, which was designed to support the Savannah Seaport by allowing the trucking industry transport goods westward across the state, connecting Savannah, Macon, and Columbus. 
In addition, in the 1970s, the state never built the proposed interstate highway to connect Savannah to Augusta, the state's second largest city, connected to Atlanta via I-20, which again was supposed to support the Savannah Seaport. By the way, the Savannah Seaport is the fourth busiest in the country. The final straw in the 1970s. Maynard Jackson is elected as the city's first black mayor, and he is dissatisfied with the lack of minority participation in government contracts. First, he doubles the geographic size and the passenger capacity of the airport. Moreover, he mandates 30% minority participation, which includes blacks and women in city contracts. The city goes from 1% to 38% minority participation by 1978, including creating over 25 black millionaires. In addition, he requests the state follow the city's lead. This request is met with major opposition at the state level. By the mid-70s, not only is Mayor Jackson frustrated with the state, but the citizens as well. As a result, Citizens from Atlanta no longer wish to be associated with Georgia. This is the period when citizens and businesses drop the use of Georgia when referring to their location and or birthplace. I am from Atlanta, not Georgia, becomes the cry. With the state's failure to support martyr, casinos, and the seven-day-a-week alcohol sales desires of Atlanta, talk of secession begins. Atlanta wants to become the 51st state and rid itself of the state of Georgia's short-sightedness. The secession desires are symbolic, but the feelings are real. Georgia begins its attempts, which have lasted to now, to seize control of the Atlanta airport. The Hartsfield-Jackson Airport is the busiest in the world. It is the single largest revenue-generating entity and the largest employer in the Southeast. Well... In the final analysis, the one constant between Atlanta and Georgia is Georgia's ability to get in Atlanta's way. Thank you for listening to the Truthsayer Report, Atlanta, the Almost City State, hosted by Jeffrey Hawkins. I like to end my podcast with a quote by a great American poet, James Baldwin. People pay for the life they live They simply pay by the life they end up living. Speak to you soon.